Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who has a vast collection of vintage DC and Marvel comic books, and ironically lives in Minnesota, where his favorite NBA team, the LA Lakers, originated, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends. This is Dave Denniston, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast. All righty. So welcome back to part two of this series where I'm giving you a overview of the tax package of the recent changes and to help you understand the difference between 2017, 2018, and now we are going to be diving into some specific scenarios. So make sure to check out part one if you haven't done that yet. So today, my friends, we're looking at two different scenarios. We're going to be looking at scenario number one. Two married physicians, they are primary care physicians, they are filing jointly, they have no kids, and they live in Minnesota. We're going to be looking at scenario number two, which are married physicians filing jointly, no kids, living in Washington State. So you're going to see some of the differences in each of these scenarios. So let me tell you about these physicians. Between the two of them, they have $400,000 of income, all before any withholdings or anything. So there's two of them, right? So between the two of them, they're putting about $15,000 a year into each of their retirement plans, giving us a total of $30,000 that they've been writing off. And the ones uh, in Minnesota, so that's the same. The ones in Minnesota, um, they have been paying state income tax. So $30,000 in state income tax for them. They've been paying $4,000 in property taxes. And they've been really charitable and given $10,000 to charity. Uh, so that's a little bit about them. So if you look at 2017 taxes. If you look at that first page of the 1040, what would hit on their W-2 wages is 400,000 minus 30K, which gives us $370,000. Now, assuming they don't have any other income from capital gains or dividends or whatever, this gives us adjusted gross income as well as 370,000 bucks. Now, in 2017, because there's two of them, they get two personal exemptions valued at $8,100 that they get a write-off against that adjusted gross income. So again, on the second page of the 1040, that is where those personal exemptions uh, show up. Now, in 2017, they paid $30,000 in state income taxes, they paid $4,000 in property taxes, and they had $10,000 in charitable deductions. This gave them itemized deductions of $44,000. So we take our original $400,000, we take out $30,000 for the retirement plan contributions, gave us 370K AGI, and now we subtract out the personal exemptions and the itemized deductions which add up to 52,000. So if we take about that $52,000, we subtract it from 370, this gives us taxable income of $318,000. 
Lots of numbers here, right? <laughs> Lots of stuff that I'm throwing at you. So if you look at the tax brackets in 2017, I have them right here in front of me, and I'm going to make sure to post this into uh, the show notes. So make sure to check out the show notes for some of the details and some of the calculations on how I put all this together. So if you're married filing jointly after these all of these things that we're looking at here, if you get to taxable income, okay, we started out with 400K, now you ended up with $318,000. Of that $318,000, you have a graduated system here. So from zero to about 18 grand, you're paying 10% on that. Gives us 1,800 bucks, all right? From $18,000 to about $76,000 of income, you pay the 15% bracket on that money. So if you add the $1,800 to about another 8,600 bucks, this gives us $10,452 so far that you would have paid in federal income taxes. From 76 to 150K, you're paying the 25% bracket. Again, this is on your taxable income, all right? And then from 150K to 233, you're in the 28% bracket. And then from 233,000 to 417,000, you're in the 33% bracket, and so on. So in this particular case, with $318,000 of taxable income, the total taxes that these people would pay on it is $80,156.67. So if we take, just do 80 divided by 318, on average, this person has been paying federal taxes of 25%, which their last bracket was about 33. So you can see that it ranged from 10 to 33. On average, it ended up at 25%. So how does this change for this person living in Minnesota in 2018? All right. So 2018, the top line's the same. $400,000 of, of W-2 income that they put $30,000 into retirement plans. Same $370,000 of AGI. That doesn't change. That is still the same. Personal exemptions in 2017 were $8,100. In 2018, that goes to zero. Personal exemptions are gone. For this person with no kids, married couple. The Before 2017, they had $44,000 of itemized deductions. In 2018, they are going to be limited. Those $30,000 of state income taxes, those $4,000 of property taxes are going to get squeezed down to only 10K. That's the most they're going to be able to write off in 2018 taxes on those two. So their deductions that they could itemize is $10,000 for those state and property income taxes and property taxes, which are capped at 10 grand, plus another $10,000 of charitable deductions. So now they're no longer able to itemize. They have $20,000 that they could itemize, and instead, now they're going to take the higher standard deduction of $24,000. So their taxable income is not $318,000 anymore. It's $346,000. But here's where it gets interesting. They changed the tax brackets, and they lowered the income brackets for 2018. So their tax 
is actually 74,000 bucks. So taxes got lowered by about six grand. So how does this work? How did, how did it happen that they are no longer uh, getting all these deductions, but yet they're actually paying less in taxes than they used to, to the tune of $6,000 more in their pocket? So if we look at married filing jointly, the very top of it, so before it was zero to 18,000, well now it's zero to $19,000 is 10%. 2017, you were paying 15% on the income from 18K to 76K. Well, now from 19K to 77, you're only paying 12%. So that dropped pretty close to the same, but you're paying 3% less. And then the next bracket used to be 25% from 70,000, 75,000, almost 76,000 to 153. That has now moved up from 77,000 to 165 at 22%. So now you can see it's 165,000 that you're paying 22% versus it was only up to 153. So they increased that uh, by about 10%, which is pretty, pretty nice for most of us. Now here's where it gets even more interesting to me. The new next bracket is the 24% bracket, and that extends from $165,000 for married filing jointly all the way up to 315, which moves that $80,000 more. So you're paying 24% on the income from 233,000 to 315. Whereas before you're paying in 2017, 33% on that same amount. So that's nearly 9% less for someone that is has been earning between 233 to 315. So for this couple, this affects them tremendously because their taxable income was 318 grand. They're barely in the 32% bracket. So if we look at their effective income rate now at 74,000 bucks divided by 346, this gives us 21%. Remember before they're paying 25% on average, now they're only paying 21. So that's for someone living in the state of Minnesota where they have state income taxes. So I hope my friends you're following this. This is a lot of numbers and data. Bottom line for this situation, someone that is married, no kids, where they are in a state where there is high state income taxes, they uh, actually have higher taxable income, but their taxes are actually lower for federal income taxes. Fascinating stuff. I was thinking beforehand that wouldn't be the case. So this particular case, in this example, this person is getting a higher tax cut. Now, let's look at a situation maybe where um, that could change. So just briefly, if your charitable deductions were higher or your state income taxes, your state and local income taxes were higher, let's say you lived in New Jersey rather than Minnesota, and you're paying $10,000 more in state income taxes, that could very well uh, increase your taxable income to the point that maybe this is a negative situation or a neutral situation for you. 
uh, as well as if maybe uh, your property taxes have been really high. Maybe they're not $4,000, maybe they're $10,000. That particular individual uh, will be paying, could be paying more. So the smaller your house, the less your property taxes, the less you're paying in state income taxes, the better off you're gonna be in these situations. So let's look at a situation now, let's flip the script, and rather than talking about high tax, let's talk about a low tax situation. So two married physicians, they're doing married filing jointly, no kids, they live in Washington state. Same exact amount of income, $400,000. Well now, Washington state has no state income taxes, zero. So in, in that particular situation, uh, also true of a, a, a state like Texas, off the top of my head, I think there's another handful more, there's no state income taxes. So um, maybe they're doing charitable contributions still of $10,000. Maybe their property taxes are a little higher. Maybe they're 5,000 rather than 4,000. So $15,000 is what they've been itemizing at, all right? They have, they're not itemizing at $44,000 like our friends in Minnesota. They've only been itemizing 15K. So they're getting a little bit more than the standard deduction in their 2017 return. They also get the same exemptions, $8,100. So that doesn't change from the scenario. The main difference here is the state income tax. So if we look at this, 400,000 minus the $30,000 of retirement plans, 370K AGI. This is true of all of our scenarios. 370,000 of AGI does not change. This person in 2017, they get their personal exemptions of 8,100, and then they have their itemized deductions of 15K. They are paying federal income taxes on $347,000 of taxable income. So you'll notice same income as this, this person that lives in Minnesota, but their taxable income in 2017 is like $30,000 higher because they don't have as much itemized deductions because they don't have a state income tax, all right? So they're nearly $30,000 higher in taxable income means that they have been paying total federal income taxes of $89,726, $9,000 higher at the same income level. And what happens, their situation now becomes the exact same as this person in Minnesota. Now there's no difference between the two of them. So they are gonna be paying $74,100 in taxes as well. So you can see state to state now is gonna be the same. So this is kind of the simplification of the tax code that the Republican Party has been talking about where people are treated more equally. Maybe that's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing, that's for you to decide what you think about that. Um, but there is, to a degree, some simplification here that's taken place in terms of how people are treated. So this means that for this person, they are now gonna have $15,000 more in their pocket. This person living in Washington State with no state income taxes, 80, about $90,000 minus the 74,000 that they'd be paying in 2018 means they have $15,000 more in their pocket. So bottom line, if you are living in Texas, if you're living in Washington, if you're living in a state where you have no state income tax, you are gonna love this change. <laughs> you are gonna love this change. Florida is another state that has no state income tax. And this is the kind of thing where 
where you live makes a difference. So if you are a resident and you are thinking of transitioning to practice, Florida, Washington, Texas will put another $9,000 in your pocket by um, not having to pay those state income taxes. Now that really matters for you. And so my friends, that is this scenario. In uh, in the next podcast, I'm either going to talk about residents and how that may affects them, uh, as well as for a a either primary breadwinner or a uh, single primary care physician. So those are two more scenarios that I think would apply to many people. Um, and if there's another scenario that you might want me to take a look at, we can definitely do that, or we can talk about it with one of our expert friends in a future podcast. That wraps it up for today. My voice is getting dry. I've got to get off this thing. And so my friends, I want you to feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I am learning as much as you are. As I mentioned, anything in this podcast, I am telling you from my perspective, from my study on it, make sure to seek your individual counsel and people that you seek advice from uh, because they're going to know your situation better than I am and how these changes may apply to you as well as maybe bringing up some other things that I haven't thought about or considered here. And so remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. For the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, this is Dave Denniston. Thank you so much, my friends, and have a good one. Bye-bye.